Welcome to Hello Health Today, where health is a leadership strategy. I'm Dr. Carmen Mohan. I continue to be shocked at how negative we try to make the act of becoming healthier. To give you some context, I was chatting with a friend of mine recently who complained about the sheer volume of things she needs to get done. She has a list of tasks that need doing, and the list was getting longer by five and ten additional tasks each day, while within the same 24-hour window, she was only getting one or two tasks done. I need to be more disciplined, she said, looking completely miserable. And I was really shocked because this woman is one of the most disciplined women that I know. She's a rock star at work. She's got two poised, happy, well-loved children at home. I got the feeling her self-discipline is razor sharp, so sharp as to make life unenjoyable and sharp enough to carve out of her life any time she plans to spend on self-care. She's really not alone. When we feel busy and we decide we need to be more disciplined in order to consider ourselves more productive, one of the first things to go on our schedules is the luxury of good self-care. In this episode, I want to talk about how reframing the goal of having more self-discipline to instead the goal of having more integrity will help shift the balance of our thoughts in a way that aids success in healthy living. Data suggests that when we shift our focus away from the challenges we face to instead focus on how we will benefit from our efforts, we are more likely to sustain our motivation. Feeling highly motivated means we are more likely to make several more attempts at reaching our goals than we otherwise would have, and the sheer number of attempts we make raises the likelihood that we will meet our goals. When we think of the goal of getting healthier, we think of all the things we're going to give up. We give up bread. We give up sleep. We tend to imagine a whole lot of hard work and hard effort. It's kind of this default idea in society that you have to work hard for what you get. You have to earn your health and fitness. So we imagine early morning hours in the dark, heaving weights and having trainers or coaches yell at us to do one more rep. We imagine huffing and puffing as we run mile after mile out of breath and red in the face, sweating and feeling nauseated. We see salads in our future of endlessly crunching lunches and dinners that taste like cardboard. In short, we equate having more discipline with being more productive and with getting healthy. We believe health involves being restricted from food we love, feeling short of breath and nauseated, and having people yell at us instead of getting much-needed sleep. Discipline sounds very often like punishment. We very often focus on the things we can no longer do or have when we resolve to become healthier. When we have the goal of being more disciplined, we have set ourselves up for self-critical talk. We're looking to correct ourselves, and being corrected is often a harsh, negative experience. So we set ourselves up to fail. I have good news for you. This is an unnecessary suffering you do not have to incur in order to be healthy and fit. Being able to deploy the Hello Health system involves adopting new mindsets that set us up for success. And that new mindset is that of having more integrity. When I shift from telling myself, I need to have more discipline, to instead telling myself, I need to practice having more integrity, I already find myself feeling more positive. For our purposes today, integrity is trust in yourself that stems from a track record of making and keeping commitments to yourself. This bears repeating. Integrity 
is trust in yourself that stems from a track record of making and keeping commitments to yourself. Don't take offense now. I didn't say you're not a person of integrity and so you can't be trusted. On the contrary, you are likely one of the most trusted people in your social circle and most definitely at work. Because you make and keep commitments to your friends and colleagues, they trust you. But if you're feeling like you need to have more discipline when it comes to your health in particular, go easy. People who need to be disciplined are those who need to be corrected, watched, and monitored to make sure they do the right thing. People who need more discipline are those we can't trust entirely, so that's why I'm asking you to think more about integrity. How much can you trust yourself? It's kind of an odd question. In my experience, those who build integrity are those who reach their health goals. Today we'll be talking about how to enjoy building integrity, because in order to be successful in reaching health or fitness goals, the experience of becoming healthier has to be enjoyable. The first thing to know is that having integrity is a skill. That means that just like any skill, integrity can be practiced. Integrity has four components, a beginner's mind, a commitment, follow through, and a consolidation phase where your emotional bank account earns its high credit score over time. The shift in mindset from discipline to integrity helps us view ourselves as beginners. Like all beginners, our first attempts look awkward and feel uncertain. We have to practice a lot to improve. This perspective helps us be more kind in our internal dialogue. To be successful in healthy living, we need our internal dialogue to sound like a good friend. So if you want more integrity, be kind to yourself inside a beginner's mind. Let's talk about the part where you have to commit. Having more integrity first means taking enough time to reflect so you can make a commitment at all. Pause for a moment and think about it. When's the last time you thought about the commitments you would like to make to yourself in the same way you think before committing to a project at work, especially the projects that have deadlines? Maybe it's been a while. Maybe you never have. So actually, having any commitment to yourself is a big step in the right direction. Okay, so you're ready to make a commitment to yourself. One common exercise goal I hear involves exercising every day. So people say, I'm going to walk for 30 minutes every day. On the surface, it sounds like a hugely committed person with a great goal because this is a specific and proven way and it's even recommended to become healthier. I myself have recommended walks of 30 minutes during the lunch hour. With a little reflection, you may realize that this person is doomed to fail. The main cause for failure here is that there's no flexibility in the plan. It doesn't factor in the surefire and unpredictable interruptions in life. You know, the unexpected virus that makes it hard to breathe, let alone walk. The late night you pull at work that leaves you too groggy the next morning to feel motivated. The sick kid, travel, the rain, the crazy sudden spike in humidity, a new wonderful opportunity that obliterates whole weeks of time. So if you say you have a daily commitment to exercise, you may be setting yourself up to miss your target, something you'd never do at work. We have all kinds of ways of making sure you reach your deadlines at work. First of all, you don't commit to work deadlines that you are not sure are possible. You set yourself up for success. You identify whether or not you and your team have enough experience and expertise to make new projects happen within the given time frame. 
you make expectations of your team explicit, and you make sure you leverage enough resources to meet the requirements of the project. That's part of how you are successful at work and why people trust you. More good news! That great skill you have at work applies across your professional and personal life. It's just that so often we don't take the time in our personal lives to do this part. We don't take the time to commit to our self-care. Being healthy requires radical self-care. We think of self-care as a luxury, so we use demanding language with ourselves. That means we establish goals that don't align with the time and the resources we plan to provide. We don't give it enough time or resources. Then we criticize ourselves for not measuring up to that standard that we have in our heads. Well, here's an idea. It's really hard to trust someone who speaks critically all the time. In your self-talk, are you perpetually critical? When you take the time to reflect on your values and you find that you value your health, commit to specific but practical plans the same way you do at work. In the example I just provided, this would mean committing to walking for 30 to 45 minutes on at least three days a week. There's a ton of flexibility there, and if you miss one day, you're not a failure. You can trust yourself to find a way to meet the goal on the next day or the next. And what I love about this commitment is it allows lots of room for exceeding expectations. If you get that fourth walk in, you can celebrate and really feel good about yourself. Now you're well on your way to being able to follow through on your commitment. One of the most important parts of follow through is enjoyment. If you are not a regular runner, it's important not to suddenly commit to running a mile every day because that's pretty much a guarantee of misery. I can hear the huffing and puffing now and all those negative thoughts. Ugh, I can't do this. Oh, why is this so hard? Oh, I'm out of shape. Good grief. When you want to get really good at the follow-through part of building integrity, you've got to make the experience of follow-through much more enjoyable than that. So let's go back to the commitment of walking at least three times a week. People who are great at executing on their health-related commitments ask themselves, how can I make this more enjoyable? In the case of walking regularly, you can make it more enjoyable by asking a friend to come along with you. Walking more slowly than you normally would and using that time to observe nature. Go ahead and take the dog along. The dog will love it and dogs make everything better. Or you could get on a track if you like to know how far you've gone without having to bring your phone along. If you hate the rain, walk on a treadmill to avoid the need to redo your hair. And if your walking companion is going too quickly for you, excuse yourself and let her go on ahead. Being great at follow-through is often about avoiding misery. Make follow-through more enjoyable. We come to the fourth and final component of building integrity, the consolidation phase. The part where you have learned to trust yourself more because you have a track record of making and keeping commitments. Just like a credit score, the consolidation phase takes a little time. The consolidation phase feels great. You get to square your shoulders, relax your guard, and just feel great having deserved trust in yourself. What I love about integrity is how your capabilities at work translate directly to improving your health. So often we think about work getting in the way of health, but this is one instance where your competence at work is a huge boon to success in health. Let's recap. So first, 
When we focus on having discipline instead of having integrity, we are strict with ourselves and hold constricting views. Meanwhile, integrity involves being able to trust yourself. And if you can't trust yourself, who can you trust? Next, when you apply the same process of commitment that you use at work to the process of committing to yourself and your health, you set yourself up for success. Third, having a beginner's mindset helps you practice integrity like you would any skill and helps keep your internal dialogue kind the way you would speak to any beginner. And finally, one of the best questions to ask yourself as you execute on your commitment is, how can I make this more enjoyable? We wish you success in reaching your health goals this year. If you're wondering when's a good time to start making and keeping commitments to yourself, I'd say, well, how about today? Until next time, remember, today is good. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Because I am a medical doctor, it's important for me to tell you that nothing I say here in this podcast can substitute for your doctor's advice. My lawyers make me say the same thing this way. The contents of this podcast are neither intended nor implied to be relied on for medical diagnosis, care, or treatment concerning any individual. Under no circumstances does this podcast create a physician-patient relationship, nor does it constitute engagement in the practice of medicine or the provision of any healthcare service to an individual patient. This podcast should not be used as a substitute for professional diagnosis and treatment. Consult a healthcare provider before making any healthcare decisions or to obtain guidance about any medical conditions. The producers of this podcast expressly disclaimed responsibility and shall have no liability for any damages, loss, injury, or liability whatsoever suffered as a result of reliance on the information contained in this podcast.